Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. I am Gabe Omarensi, and I know it's Wednesdays because my man Lou Pellegrino has just arrived. Lou. We'll see if uh, Lou's going to be crushing some uh, cheap-ass Burger King chicken tenders like he normally does every week. Whopper Wednesday. There he is, the most overworked and stressed man in show business. Look at him, checking his phone. He's already, like, he's overwhelmed. I wish we had a live video feed of uh, Lou. Honestly, it's, like, just too entertaining. It's just, it's just, just too entertaining. But uh, nevertheless, I'm in uh, Studio uh, 33 and a half. Uh, right now, we're not quite in Studio 34. Pellegrino, uh, they're doing some uh, DFS stuff yet. Uh, they got the smart guys on, uh, Ricky Sanders and Leone and Drew Dinkmeyer and stuff. Good show, uh, actually. If you want to win some money, pay attention to what uh, these guys say when they talk. Uh, they're millionaires for a reason. Um, so they're, they're taping that right now. We're in the uh, we're in the, what they call the pit uh, right now. Our boy Yang is back, and a shout out to Mrs. Yang as uh, she continues her uh, her recovery. Uh, right now we're in the uh, the pit, and uh, it's cold as hell in here, Cam. Actually, like they keep it cold because there's so much equipment in here. You know, you can't have an overheating. And uh, man, I got yeah. a jacket like a hood on and stuff. I had a winter jacket on a minute ago. I, li- I like I like it cold, Marenzi. You know that. And uh, you'd like this one. It never it never goes over well because I my goal is never to put on the heat till at least December. But uh, Portuguese Joe couldn't take it anymore. He's uh, fiddling with the thermostat. Uh, I see it up at nineteen. Well, I like a Portugal. smooth fifteen. He's getting cold. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I like it at fifteen. He told me he liked it cold, but uh, nobody likes it as cold as the bear. You, you, you know me. I got my fur insulated fur. You wouldn't be a fan of uh, what I do. You would probably freak out. Like, <laughs> Do you find, uh, listen, I cranked my heat to 80 degrees the other day. Oh, right. 80 degrees? Yeah, it was a little oh excessive. My God. Like, yeah, I, that I, is. It was kind of like suffocatingly hot. I was like, oh, man, like I overdid <laughs> it. Uh, but I've been settling in at about 77, 78 recently. Even that's pretty hot, actually, to be honest. Once the heat gets cranking yeah. and stuff and it gets going, I live in a mansion, Cam, all right? I'm like George Jefferson, man. I'm living in like this, uh, you know, big, big suite. I got, I got a room. That, like, I, I, I've been in once. Like, I literally went in, and I looked around, and I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, maybe one day I'll do something with this room. And then, yeah, like, a sports memorabilia room or something, you know? Yeah. You've, uh, you know, you could do something two with it. Two bathrooms is pretty cool, though. I have two bathrooms. Oh, yeah, two. Do you have two showers in both bathrooms, yeah. too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. You're really living high. Like, I got two bathrooms, but one's I've just only a used, can, and I've the other one's a shower. Of the no, I've only used one of the showers. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, if you're paying that kind of rent, you should really use both. It, it'll make you feel better mentally saying, you know what I'm paying for this space? I'm using the space. Yeah. Just do yeah. it. Try the other shower. Tell me how it goes. <laughs> Maybe it's got better pressure. You Who know, knows? You know what I like, though, is uh, basically I just use whatever bathroom's closer. 
It's like the Great point. Uh, it's like the ultimate. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like you know, I'm sort of standing there. The other night, I was standing there watching the game. I was like, yeah, I, I think I'll use the uh, the hallway bathroom. And then other exactly, times, that's what I do. Yeah, other yep. times I use Upstairs? the yeah the yeah. bedroom uh, bathroom. Exactly. That's how you got to get it done too. And uh, you're you're lucky though. You don't have a tenant. So a lot of the time, one thing Portuguese Joe, uh, I've been noticing he's been quaffing a lot more. Like he, he's a very busy guy. He's up and down and out all the time. Like I don't ask him about his business, but I've seen some just for men products, some more hair in the sink and stuff like that. He's really, uh, you know, he's a, he, I don't know if he's going on a, a website or something like that for chicks. But anyway, he's uh, he's grooming a lot more. So I've been using maybe, the hall bathroom. Maybe a lot. maybe he met someone on Craigslist or something like that. <laughs> So <laughs> he, goes, he goes to Winnipeg so much, he probably, probably hooked up with some chick at a casino. Uh, Red, I don't know. He's the best, though. Red Heat and Rage best. Radio, Game Time Decisions. <laughs> I'm Gabriel Renzi, Cam Stewart. Uh, what is Lou Gamble will join us uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk UFC. We'll talk NFL football, NHL hockey uh, with Lou from uh, Gamble. Um, me and Cam both gave you a ton of winners uh, yesterday. And, of course, unfortunately, Cam. Listen, I didn't get crushed. If you can, give me an update. I know we're ahead. We had a nice yeah. night. But... Of course, you know, we went with those two games. And I tell you what, Western Kentucky, these guys, man, whatever, dude. You bet on Western Kentucky on the road. It's going to, you know, you get what you deserve. But, dude, they were up by, like, nine at the half. I know. They were up by That's nine. The thing. I was you, getting nine yeah, and a half. You know, they got outscored, like, 45, like, 19 in the second half. Yeah, yeah, it was 41 to 16 they got outscored. Yeah, it was absolutely uh, insane. Because I, 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 was, I was following your bets, too, because I, I had a lot of win. stuff going on. I'm like... I go, great call by Morenci. And then I'm looking at it, and I'm like, <laughs> Western Kentucky's got what? what? Like, they had literally like two or four points like, like midway through. The they were winning what outright. They, doing? they were I winning know outright. They were. It was 36-27. And trust me, everyone in the chat was patting me on the back. Oh, great, yeah, great yeah, call. Yeah. Oh, Harry Harwood, great yeah. call. <laughs> great call. And I was like, wow, it's not done yet, guys. But, you know, even I was thinking, oh, we got this. And then the Nevada game started off a little slow, really picked up. The in-game at one point, Cam, was like 164.5, 165. I was like, oh, we're going to get it. I ended up losing. What, what, what did I lose? I think it was 157.5. They got to 156. I lost by a point and a half. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to go through your uh, accounts right now and just getting all the information. But all in all, a great night. All your overs. You had the over in the Duke game, and that that, that was well, over. as like NBA over I had there. The Kansas that, that over. I had the Duke over. We hit the yeah. Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. We hit the college football game. A lot of winners last I, night. Yeah. Just didn't win those last two picks of the night. It was good. Good call on Louisiana Tech yeah, as Louisiana well. They Tech. were outright winners against the Wichita State Shockers, so that went well. And No, yeah, no. Gabe on the ice. I had two dogs. I told you, this Ottawa Uber shit. People are, oh, fade. This. Every time sports is, this is what I realize. When somebody, like, when you go go against these guys because of something, I, I, I go the other way. All those guys who were in the Uber situation, Duchesne had a huge night. Like, all of the guys there were, like, plus three, two-point nights, three-point night. Stone had a five-point night. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like they, they beat the devil seven to three. It's like, I, I don't think really they care about the story that much. Um, you know? <laughs> earlier, earlier in the day, I, I scared the hell out of Maria Marino. I was just going to give her a Maria Maria right now again, but... Um, yeah, I was lurking, lurking in the corner uh, of uh, Studio uh, 34. And I just bring this up lurking. because uh, the lovely Maria Marino is uh, is in the pit uh, right now, and her reaction like scared me because she came into the room and I thought, well, she can't really. I don't think she knows I'm here, kind of. So I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to freak her out. But I didn't look up. I didn't look up. I was deep in working. I, you know, I'm like Pellegrino. I'm deep in. 
Yeah, and for some reason, instead of just saying, hey, Maria, I said, Maria, Maria. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think, isn't that in a song or something like that? So Yes, it is. It, it sure yeah, is. So I was sort of like, you know, or maybe it's Mamma Mia. I don't know. But uh, no, there's a Maria Maria, too. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, so, both of them. Yeah, yeah, but she jumped. She was scared. And then, then it startled me as well. So I just figured I'd share this story because she just came in the room, and uh, I thought she was trying to get revenge, but, but uh, it's all good. So, yeah, Lou's going to be joining us. So, yeah, what's the account at right now? Where, where are we at? Where do you think you are? Uh, I'm kind of confused. I, you know, part of me says that we're at, like, 237, and part of me says that we're at, like, 196. Great call. You you win the showcase on the prices right. I'll give you both because you're within a dollar. Ah, I was hoping I was closer to 237. You know what though? though? It's actually it's actually not as bad because when you gave me that message, it should have been I was a little bit late. But really, it could have been yeah. like 396. Yeah. Well, you lost. The, the problem was the last two plays you made at 50 bucks were the only losers of the night. I'm going through your stuff. Blazers winner over in the football game. Winner, Kansas winner over 156. Winner. Oh, I lost the Kentucky uh, game. I had Kentucky. I lost Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. You lost Kentucky, Western Kentucky, and the over in uh, Nevada. That's it. And, th- and those were your late plays. The good news was you were going to say take the money from before, and it would have been 74 point. Six three like seventy four dollars and sixty three cents on both games. I just put them in for fifty. So in the end, you actually helped yourself out another twenty or thirty bucks. But it's a slow grind. It's a grind. You know the way it works. Yeah, yeah we're battling. It's a grind. Like I said, we started with that two fifty right uh, uh, Sunday, a week and a half ago. So we're rolling into tonight, and it's funny too because I said, "Oh, I'm going to take it easy yesterday. I'm not going to bet a lot of college basketball out of the gate." I ended up betting eight college basketball games last night. <laughs> and, uh, that happens. Yeah. So tonight. There really is a light night in college basketball. There's a lot of games, but there's, you know, there's a lot of these schools. No, there, that, you know. Yeah, there's only games with lines for three. Yeah, that's the thing. There's games, lines. but there's only three legitimate, like Wright State's playing, and that one's even a big line. I'm They're not like in love. point favorites. I'm not in love with the NBA card tonight either. And NHL is always hit or miss, so which, you know what that leaves me? A little matching tonight. It's college football night games. tonight. Yeah, I'm going college football Damn right. tonight. Yeah, in college basketball, there's the Battle of Ohio. You got yeah, the Cincinnati yeah, yeah, Bearcats yeah. and Ohio State, uh, Marshall and Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, I like McCronin a lot. Big uh, horse horse player as well. And Wright State, 11 point, uh, what are they? No, that, these are first half lines, sorry. Yeah, Cincinnati's minus four and a half. Uh, what is it, Marshall, nine and a half. And uh, Wright State is like 19 and a half against Cincinnati, Western Carolina. Yeah, these are bad games. Cincinnati should, I don't know, maybe. They but should. Come on, man, Ohio State and Cincinnati, that's going to be a close one. And even though last Very night close. those college basketball games, pretty much most of them sailed over the number or came close, pretty higher scoring stuff. The totals one thirty six in this Ohio State Cincinnati game. I'd be surprised if there it went over. I'm not going to play the under, but I think it's going to be a grind uh, that game. So, I'm with you, Cincinnati. You know what Cincinnati does? They play mean defense, and they they're not the typical team. Like they'll win those fifty nine fifty five type of games. You know, sixty. I'm with you. I actually think there's going to be that's going to be a low scoring game. I think Ohio State. Lots of defense. I think you and I though could be on different sides of this college football because I know the way you think. So let me start off first uh, with the Ohio matchup. Ohio at uh, Miami, Ohio. It's up to five points right now. I'm going to guess that you like the dog in Miami, Ohio here, or you're trying to talk yourself into the dog. 
No, I am actually not. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Like, I have schools that screw me. One school <laughs> that bailed me out a long time ago was uh, was the Ohio Bobcats. I remember, uh, like, you know what I mean? They screwed us in the UAB bowl game. But other than that, They're terrible I should have listened. listened. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the thing. But during the regular season, they seem to get it done. You know, when Frank Sol- is Frank Solich still coaching there? Is this guy yes. still is he still around? That guy's unbelievable, man. They say, how old is he now? But anyway, the Ohio Bobcats are a good team. They're laying. Yeah, you're set. It the spreads up to five. Total fifty nine and a half. There, um, I, I I lean to Ohio. Actually, I always look for a home dog, but I'm with. I think the Bobcats are a better team. Rivalry game. They're they're going to bring their best foot forward, and they should win that game. I don't. I'm going to tell you, Marenzi, the way things are going on the ice, I'm I, I'm basically for betting. You do what you're doing. What's working right now. So you're doing so well. I will sprinkle around. I'll sprinkle around. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. it went perfect in the hockey games with two dogs too, which was uh, really nice. Ottawa was a nice pooch, and uh, and the Rangers. Uh, I don't know. They were small favorite. The Rangers Rangers came back and beat Montreal. It was a great night, man. Like, I just, uh, hopefully we can keep the train rolling. I want to see this account, your account, double, triple, and me hit another uh, couple parlays, and uh, we'll get the party started. You know, Cam, uh, yeah, you, and you know yeah, the website. The other w- game's tough. You know, Wikipedia has pretty much become the go-to uh, for everybody. I've discovered a, a pretty cool site here uh, for uh, for sports. Winsipedia. Yeah, Win Winsipedia. And uh, basically, like, if you just go, like, all-time records and stuff and rivalries, look, nice graphics and stuff, too. Spills it out for you. You know, longest winning streak, six. Long win streak. Current win streak, five. Largest margin of victory, 34-3. Largest margin of victory. Gives you the history of the rivalry, each rivalry. So it's pretty cool. And so I'm just sort of looking at the, the rivalry of Ohio and Miami of Ohio. And the Bobcats have pretty much known these guys. Yeah, like I said, they've won five straight, uh, six straight games against these guys. Uh, they're a better football team. Solich is a hell of a coach. They're six and three. Uh, and the thing is, Miami of Ohio are only one and three at home, too. So it's not like they're a great. I'm not in love with a five. I think the game goes over the number, too, Cam. Both these teams can score and get after it. And um, I tell you what, Miami of Ohio can't really stop anybody. They give up 51 points to, to Buffalo, 31 to Army, 30. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Western Michigan put 40 up on them. Like, you know, Miami of Ohio have given up points. The total's high, but it's high for a reason. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I've just found this. Wow, this site, you said it, man. It's amazing. Look at this. 569 wins all time, 70th. Bowl record, horrible. Winning percentage of 2.273. Yeah, 93rd. Yeah, yeah. Heisman winners. None. <laughs> 34 NFL draft picks from Ohio. Nine weeks in the AP poll. 96 out of 103. Wow, yeah, you're right. It ranks everything. What a cool site, man. Yeah, it gives, it's got every gives, team gives here. Everything. Wow. This is really interesting. I've never heard of this site before. Winsipedia. Yeah, Great it idea. You, it gives you the history of, like, each program all the time, like, type of stuff. Very oh, cool. Exactly. Like, national championships. Ohio have never won a national championship, but they've won 11 conference championships. It's championship. Yeah, I talked about their bowl record being bad. Look at this. They're 3-8 and eight all time in bowls. Oh, I know. It's horrible. Um, 34, yeah, 34 NFL draft picks. Interesting. Miami of Ohio, 76 people have played in the NFL. 76 draft picks. Not bad. Weeks in a small AP school. Poll, nine. In the history of their school, they've been in the AP poll. Uh, 42 yeah, weeks not- in the AP poll. From, you know what? Miami of Ohio used to be good, though, in the 60s and stuff. They did. For sure. Like Woody Hayes. Small school now. Before. Bo Shebeckler was the coach there, too. That's very impressive. Before, before he went to Michigan. 
Like so, yeah. Like yeah, Miami of Ohio used to be known for having like sort of big time, big time coaches and stuff. Um, you don't think of like Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, Miami of Ohio, exactly. Hard to believe. That's, that's like, a big as, deal. as good as he's been, like that a quarterback. Yeah, Ben. You don't really think, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Miami, Miami of Ohio, but that's where he was. So yeah, I'm leaning with Ohio here in this game, and then the other game, better game. The other game's a cooler game, the Mac game. And we got Toledo getting points against Northern Illinois, and Toledo haven't had a great year, but I think they've they're starting to uh, to get it together right now. They're both hot, Cam. I mean, uh, Northern Illinois have won like five games in a row. Toledo have only won two games in a row. I think the total's a little low here at fifty four, and I'm liking Toledo plus the points. I wish we were getting more than three and a half, but I'm I'm leaning with Toledo here with a, a desperate Toledo team trying to get to six wins right now. I can buy into that, and we know how good Northern Illinois' defense defense is, but the problem is the Rockets' offense. They can score on anybody. You're right, Gabe. They've been playing better recently, getting three and a half points. 54, that's the one thing. Northern Illinois can score on Toledo. Toledo should be able to score on Northern Illinois. Give me the dog. I agree with you. It's time for the Rockets. Go Rockets. It's a real contrast here because Toledo, 6-3 to the over on the season. Northern Illinois, 2-7 to the under. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. Maybe we'll take a couple of phone calls. They better be good, though. Better be good. I just did the math, Gabe. So basically, you keep your place at 80. I keep my place at a smooth 57. Nice and cool. 80 and 57. Yeah, 80 is a little hot, yeah. though, like I said. Yeah, 57 is a little cool. Somewhere in the middle is probably normal. Yeah, yeah, little, little, little hot. And <laughs> like I said, though, my place really does get cold, man. I'm, I'm right off the Hudson, and it's like uh, I, uh, that, that I wake up, uh, I wake up cold. It's like we got a mini riot going on here in the pit here. Yeah, it's a place of business. Lots of people. <laughs> no, just loud people. It's not too many people. <laughs> it's just yeah. the, the people that are here just happen to be loud. Except, hey, I have, I'm pretty loud myself, so I can't. Uh, we're not pointing the fingers at anybody. All right, so our boy Frank uh, just told us that EJ Manuel. Now, did you know, like, Bills fans had a GoFundMe account? Bills fans, GoFundMe account for Nate Peterman? Which is kind of. GoFundMe. Yeah, so Bills fans started a uh, GoFundMe account to basically pay him to retire. Like, they basically were saying, listen, you need money. <laughs> like Peter Peterman is actually owed one point three eight million dollars. He's going to get like that's that's what he's due over the course of the next two years because he makes like nine hundred k a year. So there's a GoFundMe account, and how much money has been raised? Uh, only one hundred eighty two dollars, fortunately. Uh, sorry, Buffalo, you're not going to get there. 
hundred a hundred and uh <laughs> 182 of, of a million gold. <laughs> yeah, but f- I don't know what this is do. true, but I see Vontae Davis has donated $5. But it can't be the same Vontae Davis. And Frank, oh. just, Frank just told me Frank just told me that uh, E.J. Manuel donated. But I see Terry and Kim Pagula uh, donated as well. And yeah. clearly the owners of the Buffalo Bills did not donate to this. So I guess evidently yes. you can use yeah. whatever name you want. These are... Yeah, they're false names like Stephen A. Smith, five dollars. That's not Stephen A. Smith. Flutie Flakes is uh, an alias of somebody. You said it, Monte <laughs> Davis, five five bucks. Terry and Kim Pagula. Yeah, like sorry, these aren't the <laughs> nice idea, Marenzi, but a lot of work to do. I bet they won't. They won't even get to like five hundred bucks. That's now, pretty bad. One hundred eighty-two bucks. Good luck. Now, E.J. Manuel, uh, though, in all seriousness, E.J. Manuel talked about this uh, the other day. And, you know, Manuel was with the Bills, and then he was with the Raiders. He doesn't have a job right now. He said the other day, I usually never open up about my situation in Buffalo, but the fact is this guy has had multiple games with four-plus interceptions, and I don't have a job in the league. It's unreal. Say what you want about me, but I never had four interceptions in a game. Forget about a learning curve. I didn't get the luxury of being able to use that excuse. I wonder why. And... I remember at the time, too. Now, listen, E.J. Manuel sort of never never got better. That was E.J. Manuel's fault. And E.J. Manuel shouldn't be a starter in the National Football League right now. But he is better than Nate Peterman. And if you recall, I remember, like, you know, E.J. Manuel went, like, 7-9 and nine in his rookie year, and people were upset. And he played with a bad knee. He went through a lot of stuff, Manuel. He never really did get a fair shake. You know, it was never really... His team, there was, you know, there was always doubt around him with the coaching staff. And as far as Nate Peterman is concerned, you look at McDermott and how he's had a zero tolerance uh, policy with other players so much. You know, you got to look at, you got to look at McDermott, and you've got to look at uh, Brandon Bean, the general manager of the Buffalo Bills, for having Nate Peterman in this situation, and for having such bad wide receiver skill position players. Like the Bills are just a mess, dude. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe Josh Allen can actually play this week, they're saying now. And Sam Darnold looks like he's going to be out for this game. So it's going to be, uh, could be, uh, it's going to be McCowan against maybe Josh Allen. And I'm not going to the game. Like I said, I can't, I'm not going to torture myself. And uh, I'll do, I'd rather just do the show here in studio than sit out there and watch the uh, putrid Buffalo Bills play football. Yeah, it's also going to be cold. You got nothing to look uh, forward to in that game, so it doesn't really make sense for you going to that game. As for EJ Manuel, I do agree with some of the things he said. He made some bad decisions, but he had a short leash when he was there. Very, very different. Hey, he's a black quarterback, and I, I think a lot of the time he has something to say about that. You know, a lot of the time these guys get a get a bad rap, and I'll tell you, well, I don't know what Tyrod it is. Taylor. Oh, oh, Tyrod yeah, Taylor also forced to go to the playoffs. He gets benched. Yeah, and for, what about Florida State quarterbacks, too? It's kind of interesting. Uh, and not very good. Like, look at Jameis Winston from Florida State. He was yep. a seminal. E.J. Manuel. Let's see, some of these guys, uh, tip to general managers out there. Don't draft quarterbacks from Florida State. It's just uh, I gotta not, be it's honest, not good for business. And I don't like to generalize, but if I was a general manager, I would basically stay away from Florida State as a whole. Like, I would, I would really, really yeah. have to be blown away by somebody that went to Florida State for me to trust them. Like, if we go down the list of Florida State players, they've either been busts in the NFL or they're, um, they're serious character issues. 
Look, Jameis Winston. Yeah, we'll take a we'll take Jameis yeah, Winston. Look, Winston. Look at his buddy, his buddy, his buddy Ronald Darby, who's on a Buffalo Bills. Yep. Darby's like Calvin always, Benjamin. Yeah, Calvin Benjamin, another guy. Exactly. Good, good call. Like that's just off the top of our head. Who else is there? Dalvin Cook, but he's still he's playing hurt. Uh, a couple other guys, Nick O'Leary, man, what do you say? Yeah, Second Nick string O'Leary. tight end. He's kind of like just there. Uh, I'm trying to think other guys. Uh, gone are the days, yeah, in the gone are the days of work done, Brent. See, it's just Peter, since, Peter since they've had guys. Yeah, work done was a yeah, good Peter guy. Yeah, Peter Warwick. Peter Warwick, sort of a head case. Um, who else, like, with Florida State? You're right, though. Like, recent bust. Like, pretty much that no. team. In, those, in the past, teams. it was good. Walter Jones went to Florida State. He's one of the best offensive yeah, linemen. Yeah. When but Seattle notice, drafted him. But you're right. You notice, like, recently, all these skill position players that they've had. You know, and they've had some pretty badass wide receivers in college and some pretty good running backs. Not really a ton of of NFL stars from Florida State. More under Not enough for You know what I mean? I agree. Uh, Derek totally Brooks. Agree. Remember the linebacker? May he rest in peace. He was Amazing. FSU. Yep. But we're going back in time now. You know, like I said, like work, work done was great. Brooks was great. Um, Deion Sanders was great. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Let me, I'll look. I'll look it yeah. up right now. List of, uh, we'll get I'm to the do that too. in a second here. We'll just say list of Florida State. Florida State NFL. Of course, you know, we have the all-time greatest Florida State player is of all time. Of course, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. May he rest in peace too. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Florida State. Yeah, just it's it's not. We'll go it's through the list, and I bet you, school. I bet you, there's more busts than successes. Let's just say this way: great program, great program. But all right, let's just go through the. Uh, Here's one good one: Xavier Rhodes. Right, Jaylen, he's good. Jalen Ramsey's been good. But this is a school that's a perennial, like yeah, powerhouse, right? They should have, they should have way more guys that are successful than uh, busts. That's true. They've had forty-three first-round draft picks. So if they've had forty-three first-round draft picks, I don't think I can't think of a lot of ton of stars here. No, it was a great uh, Florida State. Danny McManus gave our friend. Yeah, Danny Mac. Danny Mac. All right, Brad Johnson. So we, can't, we can't judge the new guys that are in here, like. Yeah, Everett Golson, Cook, uh, Roberto Aguayo, of course, uh, Buccaneer kicker, Jameis Winston. Yep. I mean, you go down the list, though, of, like, draft picks here. All right, like 2015 draft, Jameis Winston. Like, Cameron Irving was drafted in the first round. Mario Edwards Jr., second round. Eddie Goldman, uh, Ronald Darby, P.J. Williams, Trey Jackson, Rashad Green, Carlos Williams. Oh, there's another one. Remember Carlos Williams, Buffalo Bills. Yep. Scored a bunch of touchdowns, was like a fantasy touchdown vulture poacher. And actually, I remember he had like 12 touchdowns as a rookie or something like that. And uh, basically, a couple of months later, he was out of the National Football League, and no one will say what he did. It's one of these deals where it's like, nah, he's just not welcome here. Like, I don't know what the deal is. I, I Like, no one knows. It's basically like he can't get a job. And, you know, they just said there's personal issues with him. I don't know if he has depression issues or what it is, but... You know, Carlos Williams pretty much played himself out of the league. 2014, Calvin Benjamin, LaMarcus Joyner, Timothy Jennigan, Terrence Brooks, Devontae Freeman's been good. Yep. Devontae Freeman's been good. 
Graham, Graham Gano, too, great kicker for your Carolina <laughs> Panthers. Very good. There's a lot. Janikowski. No, they got a lot of kickers there. There's yeah, a lot of Jimmy Jernigan was supposed to be better. There's yeah, a lot there's of a lot of busts. If you look oh, right I'm here, looking at like, a lot. Oh, I'm I'm looking at him. Bust, bust, underachiever. Christian there's Ponder. way more bust. Yeah, Christian Ponder is horrible. Yeah. He's married to that uh, the girl who hosts on the ESPN uh, game day there. Samantha Ponder. It's Christian Ponder's woman. Yeah, I'm going through the list here. Like... You need to go back it's to not the, good. You go. You got to go back to the old school FSU teams, the real good ones. Michael Bolwer, two thousand four. Greg Jones, um, Anquan Bolden, yeah, uh, two thousand three. You know, you you need to go back in time for some of these guys. Peter Warwick, year two thousand. Sebastian Janikowski was in two thousand. Lavernius Coles, you know, they, he he turned out to be yeah. pretty good in the NFL. Dexter Jackson, I remember him with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Andre Wadsworth, he was good. Yeah, I liked Andre Wadsworth. Andre Wadsworth was good. Peter Bulware, Walter Jones, Warwick Dunn. That's he, when they were amazing. Danny, those guys Danny all. Danny Cannell, Derek Alexander. You know, but now I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm into the nineties now. Like, you know, we're, <laughs> we're we're going back into the nineties. Yeah, Peter Tom Willis, remember him, the quarterback. Yeah, I remember Peter Tom Willis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Peter Tom Willis. <laughs> Peter Tom Willis. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Big Cat. The Big Cat in Canada. Big what, Cat. What's, what's going on, Big Cat? Hey guys, how are you doing this Wednesday? Hey, always, always a pleasure. Pretty good, Big, Big Cat. Cat. What's going on? I'm just wondering if you guys tuned into that Duke game and seen how unbelievably good they were last night. Yeah, that, they were yeah. they were freaking good. You know, thirty-four point win is the biggest loss that Calipari's ever had at Kentucky. And I don't know, like Kentucky can't really shoot, but Kentucky are, you know didn't play that poorly. Duke looked like an NBA team last night. That Zion Williamson kid just freaking over the top, and as good as he was, uh, Barrett had uh, 33 Barrett. points. I said this earlier Downtown, today. Baby. You look at Duke, and normally Duke have always been really good, but they've always sort of just been Duke and kind of soft, right? But they're not soft anymore. They're getting these one and done dudes. They're 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 growing. It's like they're they're mini grown men against college kids, and Kentucky even have a returning team. I'll tell you one thing, Big Cat. Don't bet the under in these Duke games. They can light it up. <laughs> I'm just going to ask you guys: Am I reading this right on the futures play that I see Duke at minus five hundred to win the national championship? No, plus five hundred. Plus five hundred. So they're they're the favorite straight up. Yeah, I'll get you the offshore. But yeah, yep. some, somebody told me last night. Somebody asked me in the chat or one of the shows. Uh, I was doing. They brought it up. They said, "Emerency." I was just at the FanDuel sportsbook. Uh, yeah. So last night, FanDuel, I guess, like even during the game or after the game. Yeah, it was after the game. Someone said, "Yeah, I'm at the FanDuel sportsbook, and I see them right now." You can get Duke at plus four eighty, plus four eighty to win the title. That's unbelievable. You think you are? You think it's a good play? You think they're on? It's one game, right? We haven't seen everyone play, yeah. but they do look like Alabama football. That they're just on another level. The thing we see with them last night is they, they came out and they played a, t- a fairly tough team in Kentucky, and they demolished them. So, I mean, I think they play Army or something this week. What's the spread going to be on a game like that? Uh, 38. They won't even, it won't even be posted, probably. It, it, like 40, 40 plus. Yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be incredibly. There's not going to be value betting on Duke because the odds maker is going to catch on to this. There will be a couple of other spots now because they'll think maybe that was an anomaly what happened in the first game, but... They're a deadly dangerous team right now, and they're not even ranked number one. 
you know, Kansas are ranked number one. We saw Kansas play last night, and Kansas looked real good too, but they're not on Duke's level. This is another level, this Duke Blue Devil team. And as Cam mentioned, Barrett, another kid from the Toronto area, who is, he's a monster. Like, he's, people are debating it, who's going to be the number one pick in the draft between him and Zion Williamson, teammates, actually. They're both awesome. But um, they're, 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 they're as dangerous as it gets. And, you know, you got to wait till the first week of April, though. So what do, what do we hear? November, it, December, January, February, yep. March, April. Six months for five to one. And a lot of things can yeah, happen between right. now and then. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, they're I'm hanging on your money for six months. Do you guys know anything about this National Basketball League that's coming to Canada slash the States? It's supposed to start up here uh, in our hometown. It's, it's probably the fifth go at it. And Mike Morelli, I believe, is the CEO. Do you guys know much about this? Uh, you know what? I heard about this, actually. But there, there has been a – there's already the Canadian Basketball League, isn't there? Like in Halifax yeah, they are playing. Yeah, and yeah, in London, London, yeah, the London, London Thunder and stuff. That league, that league's actually it's very good. It's yeah, very good like they got guys from colleges and stuff. It's it's actually pretty yeah. good. By chance, I was in Halifax when they had the championship. They were they were in the finals. I think they lost. Uh, but yeah, they got a lot of people going to the games and stuff. But no, I don't really know much about it. And to be honest, the, you know these leagues never really pan out. You know they they just don't. I mean, they, they sound good in nature, sort of like the, you know, that, that soccer league you were going to work for, Cam. What's going on with that? Did they ever get off the ground, that team? Uh, I'm going to tell you I haven't had a call in a while, so I'd have to assume that things aren't going very well. You're still waiting for the schedule to be released, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm still waiting for my money, too. I called two games versus uh, Mexico or whatever. I haven't been paid yet, too. I think they might have skipped town. Maybe you're going to be the commissioner, Cam. Yeah. <laughs> might as well be. Yeah, I got to pay myself. Might, might, might as well be at this point. I, I met the commissioner of the other league. Yeah, he's actually a nice guy. He's, a, he's actually gave me a huge DFS guy, too. I hung out with the commission when I went to Baltimore for uh, the finals between the Baltimore Blast and uh, Sonoma. So, yeah, no, it's cool. I don't know what's happening in that league. Yeah, great point, Gabe. Like, these leagues, they, they sound great, and everyone's rah, rah, rah. And then when it comes to monies and important meetings and paying fees, things kind of, you know, things change. No, you're exactly right. But one more quick question for you guys, and then I'll let you go. Uh, just back to our conversation on the Lottery Corporation, Canadian Lottery Corporation the other day. Uh, Cam, why don't they offer NBA totals on that? But they do late in the year, maybe for the last couple weeks only. I'll let you go. Yeah, thanks, Big Cat. Well, they did. I don't know. Yeah, they they have the point spread, Gabe, and I, I don't understand because when you go to Halifax or anywhere else, or you know Saskatchewan, BC, they have everything. But here, it's just uh, just the point spread. I a lot think, of the times, they, they it's what's with the well, totals. I think it's just because they're useless and they're incompetent. But also, I think they're scared because they're, with the totals, there's more line movement. So there's there's crazy yeah. line movement, and they just have to take it off. But I don't. I you know, guys, it's ridiculous. I mean, you look at the Quebec lottery and. They, they have totals and props and eSports, you name it. They don't care. You just mix any of them together, you play your parlay. And they'll, they'll even take, like, a single-game wager. They'll take futures and stuff like that. So, like, you can bet Duke right now. You can bet yeah, the seen- Montreal Canadiens to win the Stanley Cup. You can bet whatever the hell you want with the yeah. Quebec lottery, and I don't understand why other provinces just don't copy the model. In the same sense that I don't understand how the Canadian government, who just legalized marijuana doesn't just freaking legalize sports yeah. gambling at their exactly. casinos to save Actually, the economies that suck in Windsor and the Niagara region. 
It's crazy. They have totals for the basketball game, but no total for the Ohio uh, Miami of Ohio College game. But they have uh, odds on uh, winning and losing in a tie game. Crazy stuff. Lou will step up in a little bit later on. We'll get into some picks. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Morenzi, the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart, uh, with us uh, as well. We'll uh, jump in. We got a ton of NBA games uh, on the card here tonight, but nothing's really jumping off the screen at me. I like the late night game. We're getting word that Jimmy Butler will be available for the Minnesota Timberwolves, but I don't know what that means. And Jimmy Butler is a punk, anyways who, uh, you know, pretty much sabotaging the Minnesota Timberwolves season uh, right now. And it's kind of embarrassing that they've, they've let it get they let it get this far. What about Toronto? Are you going to go back to the well? I know it's uh, <clears throat> they've been kicking ass on this road trip, laying eight and a half in Sacramento against uh, a Kings team that's young but getting better. But uh, – who knows? They, these guys, the way they're playing right now, they can call their numbers. I sort of get the feeling that, you know, I don't know. You know, obviously, this we is, love the Raptors, but it's kind of a weird You can't game. cover all the time. Yeah, yeah Sacramento are playing good, sneaky good. Raptors could take the pedal off the metal just a little bit uh, going into Sacramento. It's more of a stay-away game uh, for me, but I am, uh, I, am looking at the, uh, I am looking at the T-Wolves tonight. You know, I would. I think maybe the overs to play in this Raptor game. Like I said, people, you don't think of the Raptors as an over team camp, but the Raptors have been racking up the overs this year. I think they're eight and three they, out of the over. They sure are. Yeah, the total in that game in Sacramento could score too. Two hundred thirty-two and a half. It could get That's there. The you thing. might be onto so that. High. It is very high, but it's high for a reason. It's it is I, high I, for I a think reason. Bo- I think they. I think they can get there and. I don't understand. Dal- Dallas is a horrible, horrible team, and I don't like to lay a lot of points, but what about Utah, minus nine and a half? They might blow out Dallas tonight. The Mavericks suck. They get Donovan Mitchell back. Uh, they get Donovan Mitchell back. They're 0-4 on their home court, so you know eventually. Yeah, they're going to, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know eventually the Utah Jazz are going to have to win a game, and, and uh, they probably explode. I know exactly what's going on. It's our boy Yang telling these guys. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, it's a little conference in there. Yeah, there right? is, but they, you know, <laughs> they don't understand. There's, there's, there's a radio show going yeah. on here right now. 
more critical than a logo that they're looking at of a jersey. Logo? Looking for a logo? Yeah. Logo? We've let it fly the first few times, but uh, we're going to throw the computer yeah. at someone soon. Yeah. You don't want to mess with Yang either. Like, uh, yeah, Yang looks like he can throw him. Yang's going to go Spanish Harlem on your ass soon here. So yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> He's, you know, stuff, stuff, this stuff's going to start flying here in the pit. So as we stated, so uh, Jimmy Butler should be available tonight. I don't know. You never know with this guy. It's, yeah, it's Los yeah, Angeles, it's... so he should want to showcase his uh, his sorry ass uh, here this evening. As I was saying, I can't believe the T Wolves let it get this far. He didn't do do them any favors by going public with this a week before the season started. But at the same point in time, you got to be able to manage this. You know, the the thing is, I just don't think a lot of teams want Jimmy Butler. Like, you know, if, if Jimmy Butler, when he's, if Jimmy Butler's going to shut up and play basketball, then a lot of, everyone would want Jimmy Butler. But the Jimmy Butler, the way he's been acting over the last couple of months is a real problem. You know, and. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's, he, he's a guy, you can't bring, you can't bring him around just because it's not just, it's not just like dealing with the little thing, it's major, Gabe. And you know, you, in the team, you got to have the proper attitude. Yeah, sure, you can deal with a little bit of BS, but this guy brings he's the whole when he toilet full of the table. Yes, exactly. Like, he's running the show, player, boss, GM. You can't have that around, man. You, you need, you and need if you're guys Butler, that you're man up, if you really don't want to be there, then suck it up. Do what Le'Veon Bell did. Don't show up. Right? But he doesn't want to do that because he wants to get paid. So he's showing up. It's basically like stating that, you know, you hate your boss, you hate your job, but I'm not going to quit because I don't have the guts to quit, so I'm just going to go and do a bad job and see what happens and see how far I can push this. Now, you can get away with that, and we've seen people do that in this industry. Yet those people don't get jobs after, and that's the thing. Jimmy Butler is putting himself into a corner right now in which teams look at him and just think that he's a malcontent, right? Like, if... If he's going to rip his teammates like this, and who's to say that he won't do it to the team that bring him in? They're going to think the same thing. Like, well, if he doesn't like his teammates, is he going to show up? Is he going to rip them publicly? Is he going to threaten to fight them in a practice? You know, like, you don't know what he's going to do. And a lot of teams, they just don't want to deal with it. I wouldn't want to deal with it. You wouldn't either. It's just it's too much of a pain in the ass for one guy in versus the team. I don't care about his skill set. You said it. When he was in other places, he still didn't win. Sure, he could put up numbers and stuff, but he never put a team over the top. He's never he's won anywhere he's been. He's not worth the headache. No way. You know, the thing is, too, he's like an overachiever. Like, he was all right at Marquette, right? But, you know, he was this sort of, you know, it was a great story, Jimmy Butler. You know, if you know his background and what he's been through in his life and and making it, turning himself into this, you know, this star player in the NBA. But, you know, you got to be careful not to believe, you know, believe what people say about you in a sense. Like, he bought into this, you know, sort of I'm a superstar in the NBA character, you know, as opposed to just being himself. And he's not a superstar. Like, he acts like as if, though, like, the world stops because, oh, I'm Jimmy Butler. I want to do this. I'm going to play tonight. I'm not going to play tonight. It's like, bro, whether you play or not doesn't really mean anything to us at this point. You know, whatever. Like, they've won games without him this year. And quite frankly, when he's there, you know, how good is, can the chemistry be? At this point, i got to believe they're just happier when he's not in the room and he's not around as opposed to him saying, oh, you know what, we're playing the Lakers tonight, so I'm going to show up since we're on TV tonight. Right? You know, I mean, the guys, it's beyond, it's beyond repair 
the T-Wolves, if they had any guts, they would sit them down, and they would just say, whatever, dude, we'll pay you. Just, you know, give us a couple of weeks here. Give us a week, and we're going to figure something out and get rid of you. And then talk. Supposedly the Miami Heat were going to take them, but then the T-Wolves got greedy and, uh, and wanted more for, for Jimmy Butler. And Pat Riley's like, you know what? Screw you. You guys are screwed with this guy, and you're not going to – I'm not going to overpay for him. So the T-Wolves really haven't handled this well, but – all that to be stated, I'm thinking about betting on him tonight, Cam, which sounds crazy after oh, you're everything I just said. No, but that's kind of like me and the Ottawa Senators last night. Don't worry about it, right? You know what I mean? It's like you're getting six points, even with or without him. You like the bet. What What have the Lakers done to to, to, to be a six-point favorite against anybody right Lakers now? are three. You know what I mean? Three and seven against the spread. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, T Wolves, you're getting you're getting you're getting points with a better team. Derek Rose has been lighting it up in DFS and in reality. Like, you know what I mean? That guy's not around, and other guys on the team are stepping up. You, they have they have enough talent on the team. It's like, you know what, bud? If you want to stay, start running your mouth and you want to not be a team guy, it's fine. They can go in there without him, game play or not, and cover six and win outright. I like the I like the play as well. You got me thinking about taking Minnesota now tonight, and that's the thing. It's one of these things that it, it's almost like Lakers uh, are overhyped. Co- coverage, LeBron, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they don't play any defense either. That's the thing. You see what the Raptors did to them? Like, Lonzo Ball doesn't play any defense. Nobody on that team. Like, the Raptors went in there shorthanded. Yeah, you said it. It's impossible to have a 30-point lead against anybody in the first quarter, and they they murdered these guys. The Lakers still haven't figured it out. I would take the Timberwolves. How do the Oklahoma City Thunder way. not destroy the Cavs tonight, even though it's on the road? And Oklahoma City's playing a lot better too. That's the thing they've they've started to figure it out. Here's a nice here's a play, Cam. I think uh, that uh, looks attractive right now. Oklahoma City Thunder minus three in the first half against the Cavs. Yep, I could buy I could buy into that. I think Oklahoma City. I'm playing a much better team. They're playing good right I'm now. I'm putting my foot Another, down. I'm playing it. Put it put it down. Put it down. The foot's coming down. Also, uh, I was looking. Now, I was going to say, I wouldn't really, you know, you can't trust the Knicks, but the Hawks played last night. They led early and got absolutely pummeled in the, in the late portions of that game. Uh, that's no, I'm saying I, lear- I learned my lesson betting on a Nick Bull game the other night. I'm not betting on these games between two and up useless teams like this ever again. Yeah, but you know, Gabe, that's one time. The Knicks are going to be in a favorable position soon enough, right? So there's going to be times where we're going to take them again just because they let us down one time. We can't uh, No, they're terrible. Uh, just to... Yeah, well, the Hawks are terrible, too. I know. It's a, train, it's a train wreck, this game. It's a pure train wreck. The Spurs and the Heat's an interesting game. Miami have been an over-machine as of late. Let me look up the numbers to confirm, but I believe off just off the top of my head, I'm going to tell you that the Miami Heat have gone over in four straight games. And, you know, we talked about it the other night, about they don't play defense. They've been giving up, like, 123 points a game. They beat... Um, they beat uh, they beat the, the um, Detroit Pistons uh, the other night. Yep, they did. But the game still went over the number. It sailed way over the number, and I left it on the table. I think the Spurs and the Spurs Spurs have been an over team as well. We're just crunching a number here. San Antonio Spurs I off think- to a decent start here with Demar Derozan leading the way, along with Lamarcus Aldridge. Six and three to the over, Cam San Antonio. Yep. Seven and two yeah, to the over scored. Miami. They're not your father. They're not. They're not nope. your parents' Spurs, man. They're nope. they're a different. They're a totally different team now. They play a different style with the players that they have. Guys like Demar Derozan like to go up and down, score a lot. They don't play as good defense as the old Spurs teams do. And here's another game that's going to be interesting. A lot of no, people but they're are great. Cam, you're right. That's the thing with the Spurs. Yeah. 
their graded, their totals, not so much. The odds makers have caught on, obviously, a bit. But the, 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 the perception is basically, all oh, the Spurs, they're a good defensive team, Greg Popovich. They're really not anymore. You know, you've got Rudy Gay, you've got DeMar DeRozan, yeah. you've got LaMarcus Aldridge, you've got a bunch of it's offensive like a, minds. It's like a guys. Sacramento. It's like the old Spurs. Like, yeah, no, it is. It's like they're basically, the, they're basically the Sacramento the, Kings the, with a good coach. Sacramento Kings. Yes. Yeah, yes, with DeMar. Yes. But DeMar has been deadly. Like anyone who thought that DeMar, like DeMar's holding up his end of the bargain, dude. DeMar DeRozan's averaging sure 27.3 uh, points per game. Um, he scored at least 25 points or more in five straight games uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. And unlike in Toronto, it's weird how, like, it's just it's different now. He's the man with the ball late, and, like, he's confident. And he was talking, I want the last shot, I want the last shot. And we saw, hell, even last year in the playoffs, he passed up the last shot. So clearly there was, you know, him getting traded has toughened him up. He's, he's, he's playing great basketball. And... As we stated, they're 6-3 and three to the over on the season. You know, on the road, they average 123 points a game, 123.7 points per game. They give up 111 points uh, per game, 111.7. Meanwhile, Miami, 7-2 and two to the over as well. As we stated, perception versus reality strikes once again, in which you don't think of the Miami Heat as an automatic over team, but seven out of their nine games have gone over the number this year. Give me the over exactly. in this game tonight. And still on the Raptors, like Kawhi Leonard is one of the best defensive players, but this not playing like this many games this early is concerning to me because there's no guarantee as the season progresses. Yeah, what? but he's not going to play like he's not sitting come on, out. Gabe, he's, like, they're not sitting him out because of back to back. He hurt his ankle. I, I know, I know, but he's but no, I'm also saying though, if he can stay healthy. There's very yes, yes. That's kind of the thing. Like you're treating him with kick gloves right now, but moving forward, I just I just hope that things are going to be okay because it's kind of like know. I know the the asset that we have. I'm just very concerned about all this stuff happening early, and there's no guarantees as we pr- move on. But in the lineup, even a more lethal team. Here's a game that's falling under the radar. I think a lot of people, we were on Denver the last game, uh, a really good spot at home against Boston, we thought. But it's interesting. Memphis isn't a great team, but at home getting three, I have a feeling people are going to plow the nuggets. I'm, uh, I think the, the Grizzlies actually might be a, a home dog, only getting three. That, that, that line seems short. Um, Corey Parson liked that as well. That's, that's, you like Memphis? Yeah, it's one of Corey's like style. Uh, picks I, today. Memphis. I like his. I like his style. I like his style. It's yeah, just, good one of home. those ones. It's only three points. I'm staying away, though. I, I get where you guys are going with that. Yeah, I think I'm going to take a shot with Memphis. I, it's, there's something about that game. There's something about that game. I I I, I like the Grizz. The Nuggets are a different team. They're going to go go into Memphis, and uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take three points. I might even do a little sprinkle on the money line, small spread. Detroit, uh, Detroit at Orlando, tough game. Um, yeah. Very tough. I could see Orlando winning. They're both for you know Detroit. Their hot start has regressed a little bit. Oh, big time! They're big four time. and five straight up right now. Three and six against the spread on the season. Uh, meanwhile, Orlando or Orlando, although they played better over the last couple of games, they're four and six, four and six straight up, and four and six ATS. That's a, that's a pass game. I don't I don't want any part of that one. No, I don't either. Uh, yeah, you said it. Detroit's really cool. Can't really trust the Magic. It's a game I'm definitely going to stay away from. No, no, I don't. I want no part of that game. Kind of the way you want no part of the Knicks and Hawks. Yeah, Knicks Hawks. No, no, no opinion on that. <laughs> no, please. No, that's that's just a no moss. Nothing I, but I, grief. I pass yeah. on that one. Um, San Antonio and Miami, we talked about Miami Heat are two-point favorites. Heat have been struggling a little bit. They're four and five, but they're back home right now. 
Um, nice start to the season for the Spurs. Six and three on the year. Two and one on the road. Five, five and four ATS. Uh, but I'm seeing a number of what two fifteen right now, and uh, yeah, two fifteen. Very manageable. We're going over the number. Um, that's another one uh, that I like. Bulls and Pelicans. Bulls are terrible. Pelicans have been on a slide. Pelicans get back home. Totals 220 no I'm looking at passing on this game. Yeah, I think there's going to be points in this game, and the Pelicans might get 135, 140 themselves. That's a good point. Um, Bulls don't really want to take them as a 10.5-point pooch. You can't trust them. Uh, Pelicans will probably be angry. Yeah, win this game by like uh, 16 to 18 points. But, Gabe, I really don't want to lay 10.5. Now you mentioned the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Nuggets uh, handled the handled the Golden State Warriors their only loss of the season, and uh, are a very good basketball team. You know, I, I was high on the Nuggets coming into the year. I said it to, to everybody a million times, and to keep your eye on the Nuggets, the Nuggets, the Nuggets. Nuggets have been getting it done, and now, like you said, all the hipsters, like Cam, uh, you know, the, the trendy guys, um, saying, "Oh, Memphis, <laughs> Memphis is the hipster play tonight." Kind of, you know, the, the hipster. Dep- yeah, Denver's hipster. the trap. You're a hipster. I'm no hipster. Oh, yeah, so Parsons is a hipster too. That we're both hipsters. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna take the the, the, the Grizz. We're just in we're just in a good spot. Hey, Grizzlies aren't doing too bad. They're five and four. You know, they're at home. Hey, sure, you lost by sixteen to Golden State on the road. Now you're getting a happy Denver Nuggets team feeling good about themselves at home. I just think it, Gabe. Betting's about spots, and I like the spot for the Grizz. I get it. I get it. No uh, hipster, just just looking at the situation. Uh, could be a really close game, right? I think it could will be, be a close could be. game when you're laying the points. If you remember, look, Denver beat Chicago by one on the road only. Ooh, yeah, yeah Memphis so. is better. Yeah, I'll take Memphis. So I'm I, telling I, you, Marazzi, yeah, I can get get I, on board. Get on board with me and uh, your boy Parson there from no, the morning show. No, no, make no, it a trifecta. No, you don't want any part of that. No, no Grizz. No, no Grizz. Although I am thinking, you got me thinking about the uh, the over in this Bull Pelican game. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. Two twenty-eight and a half seems like a high total. New, I, I gotta believe New Orleans can like like buck thirty-eight, buck forty. Like that's high. Let's say they they yeah, they're gonna murder Chicago. Like oh, they're gonna score a hell of a lot of points. That total's not as big. Two twenty-eight. It's manageable with that offense. Yeah, you sold me. I mean. You have to twist my arm on that. I wanted, I wanted to sell you on the other game, but you're only no. buying half of the things that I'm selling. No, That's, no, uh, yeah. You got to buy the whole package. No, no. It's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a what, select, kind of, what kind I'm of sales a, guy? I'm a selected What kind of sales shopper. guy am I? I'm a selected yeah, I'm gonna, I got to go back to the boss and say I can't close the deal. Lou Gamble joins us next, and we'll get back to all these games. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
Level two. The Wicked Wednesday. Game time decisions. Ready for Rage Radio. I have Gabriel Morenci. The Rage Redhead Cam Stewart throwing it down. We just went over a bunch of NBA games, and we'll get back into the NBA card. We'll get into the NHL. Um, I'm starting to like it. Start to come together. It's funny. Earlier in the day, I was like, ah, I don't love the board here tonight, but we are, we're going to get involved in that action. Last night, we told you guys about the over in that Buffalo game against Kent State, and we told you that those teams Good played, call. Yeah, Good they, call. They played a combined um, nine games apiece, so a combined 18 games. 16 of their 18 games between the two teams had gone over the number that was posted last night. It was just too low. It was just too low. And uh, I don't know. You know, tonight we're looking at that number at 59.5-60 in the first MAC game. It's a little high, but as me and Cam say, it's high for a reason. And um, and I don't know. The Toledo-Northern Illinois game, I don't know if it's a trap at 54, but it feels just a little bit too low. Let's bring in uh, a man right now that had a good Saturday night. Uh, cash a nice ticket with Jackare. Fading the Chris Weidman hype. Lou from Gamblue.com joins us. Lou, always a pleasure. How you doing? Always my pleasure to uh, pipe in and share thoughts with both you and Cam, Gabriel. Yeah, great job on the UFC special show. Love Lou. Very, very well received. Um, you know, pe- people enjoyed the show. John Anik was with us. Uh, Mark Henry, uh, Lou, Robin Black, and Michelle Serpico. So uh, thanks for being a part of it, Lou. I'm, I'm actually flattered you'd have me, and thank you very much for inviting me. That was fun, and it's always best, uh, and it's always more enjoyable when you release a couple of a decent uh, picks. Uh, Morace won and Jacare won, two nice dogs. No, you're, you're exactly right. And um, it was a successful uh, night for Lou, but it's always, you know, it, it usually is. That's why I lose the man. Um, so Lou, uh, well, but let's hey, hey guys, let's let's just say this though, I, and I got to be real. You you know I bet underdogs, and if you look at my website, my profitability tracks everything. A good year in the UFC for me is a forty three forty four percent win rate. So yeah, yeah. so that everybody understands, you know, when you're chasing dogs, you're you, a forty three forty four percent win rate is going to do you just fine. So I, I just don't want to paint the picture that I win every damn bet because it's far from that. No, nobody, uh, nobody does uh, win every bet. So before we get into the football, as long as we're talking UFC right now, UFC Fight Night 139 uh, this weekend, Lou. Yeah, it is. And, and quite honestly, uh, as much as I love the UFC and they give us plenty of fodder and fights and cards to speak of, uh, it's my observation, and it, whether good or bad, I think that in order to satisfy the contract with Fox before they turn the page at the beginning of the year to move to ESPN+, Plus, not only are they hitting us with a plethora of fight cards in a row, which normally happens the fourth quarter of each UFC year, uh, but in this case, uh, these cards, in my opinion, and without being too critical, are very thin in talent, have a lot of obscure people thrown in there, and I really question the depth of some of these, and because of that, I'm only going to have a few opinions on some of these cards just because they're so thinly matched. No, you're exactly right, and honestly, yeah. you look at the card last week at MSG, less than stellar for a uh, for a pay-per-view event. And, you know, maybe if they combine the two, exactly, Lou, 
you know, they're under contractual obligation. You know, Cowboy Cerrone and Mike Perry's a fun fight. Um, you got the Korean Zombie and, and Rodriguez. Yeah. Fun fight. But as you stated, from top to bottom, I mean, really, I mean, nobody knows who a lot of these fighters are. I mean, we know who Dariush is. You know, and people are going to know some of these fighters. But as you stated, Lou, it's the thing is, too, I get it. They're making money. Dana White once stated he doesn't care how many people show up that these events are sort of made for TV. But I'm not, I don't really believe in oversaturation. But I believe it hurts your product if you put a mediocre product on TV for the sake of just putting something on. Like, if you've got kick-ass fights, like every, you know, if you've got kick-ass fights every week, then it's not oversaturation. But if you're just forcing it and you're doing it just to fill airtime on FS1, then it's oversaturation. And it hurts your product because people just get bored of it. You know, it's just I, I think as a young organization, not that I'm an expert, I'd like to see them finish with a little more pride uh, and turn the page. I know that once we get to January, the cards are going to be good. And quite honestly, the card at the end of the year uh, looks like it's capable. We'll get to see John Jones return. So, again, I'm not trying to be critical, but it is an observation. And, therefore, in my approach to betting on it, it's going to be fewer choices to bet on because I only am going to bet where there's advantage. The rest of the fights, I'll watch all of them like I always do, but they'll be more for data purposes and due diligence to use in future fights down the road. So what about the Korean? What well, go ahead, Ken. Yeah, sorry, Gabe. I was, yeah, no, I was going to I was gonna ask about the, that great part. You're reading my mind with the Korean zombie. It, it seems like, uh, Gabe, I was going to ask you and Lou, Kind of a small favorite. I'm seeing him from like as low as 130 uh, up to a buck, a buck 40. What do you guys? What do you guys think about that? Do you think that's a good price? A good price there. And we'll talk about uh, the Cowboy Cerrone and Mike Perry too after this. But don't you think that's a good price? If you only have to lay 30 cents there, guys. So he hasn't fought since UFC 104, or whatever it is. I'm going to look it up when that that's is a long in the time. calendar. But what, I'll, go ahead, Lou. It, well, he actually. He served in the Korean uh, Armed Services, Army? so he had wow. a he, yeah he had he had a layoff from August of thirteen to last February of of seventeen, where he went in against the tough Dennis Bermudez in his first fight back and knocked Bermudez out in the first round. Now let's let's be honest, Bermudez yeah. has a very very fragile beak, but Bermudez was taking that fight and making the zombie work. Uh, if you look at the zombie's body of work, if you look at the fact that he served in the military, uh, he's a highly, highly decorated, uh, he, he's uh, got kickboxing, he's got a black belt in taekwondo, judo, half keto, and he's highly decorated in, in all of them. He's much like Nurmagomedov in that he's a fighting machine, and, and when you look at the other kid, now, the one thing that must be said is the layoff between Bermudez and now has been to overcome a knee surgery. So he had a knee problem, the, the uh, zombie, and that's how he prefers to be called. So now he fights Rodriguez, who in his own right uh, has taken a sizable layoff because he was the chosen son when there were a couple of Mexico City cards and... Uh, the UFC was exporting its brand not only in the Southwest but to Mexico. Yair Rodriguez hit the scene in perfect timing, and he got propped up by the UFC, and the wave of those cards really sent him soaring. 
the issue is his body of work is very, very thin. Although he has an impressive victory over Dan Hooker, uh, he, most recently he's fought guys like uh, Alex Caceres, and Alex Caceres almost beat him. And Caceres is a very artistic, competent fighter, but not a top 15 fighter in the weight class. C.J. Penn, when he was as old as me, and then when he got in his big match against Frankie Edgar in May of 17, Frankie Edgar just completely just wiped the floor with him. So uh, I think you have a well-rounded fighter here against a young up-and-comer that still has much to learn, and I think he's getting thrown in. I, I like the zombie, and I think he's a bargain at minus 130, Cam. Zombie. We'll have to yes. have Yang play uh, some zombie yeah. of uh, Cam's a fan of the Cranberries, uh, actually. The Cranberries, yes, uh, a yes. A little, little zombie on the way out uh, for the Korean zombie. I tell people all the time to this day, yeah, look at get this song here, Yang, uh, zombie, uh, the Cranberries. I tell people all the time, I don't know if you remember the fight, Lou, but uh, Leonard Garcia and uh, and the Korean zombies, one of the, the craziest mixed martial art fights I've ever seen. It really is. Like, it's top top two, top three type thing. Top five for sure, but it's right up there. And it wasn't in the UFC. It was actually before before they were in the UFC, these two guys. It was on a Sunday night, and they just beat the crap out of each other, man, for 25 minutes. It was freaking epic. If you haven't seen it, guys, definitely uh, look it up and check it out. So Lou sounds uh, pretty confident about uh, the Korean zombie. So let's talk about this other fight here with Cowboy Cerrone. And uh, Mike Perry, in which, um, you know, Mike Perry just finds a way to offend even when he's not trying to offend. Um, yeah. He's a lippy guy, man. Yeah, well, Mike, Mike Perry, he's a white guy from Detroit. He, he you know, he yeah, used to he use chirps. the N-word and stuff, and he says he's allowed to because he grew up in, in the hood of Detroit. And No, 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 if, you're not. If you don't no, like not. it, do something about <laughs> it. You know, he's threatening yeah. to shoot people. He's, um, you know, you name it, right? He's he's done it. Yet he was almost made to be a sympathetic figure because Colby Covington, who's like a bigger dick than he is somehow, basically trashed like Mike Perry's girlfriend after. Said, your girlfriend's ugly and she's a shitty trainer. <laughs> like, like, there's a new breed of UFC wow. fighters and it's horrible, horrible people. He's one of them. So... Mike Perry upset people last week, and I don't even think he knows what, he, what he's doing anymore. Like... Because his name's Cowboy, Cowboy Cerrone. So Mike Perry, Cam, I don't know if Lou, Lou probably knows, but Cam, Mike Perry decided to dress up like as a uh, as a native. Like he put the headgear oh. on and everything. you got to be kidding me. Yeah, but the thing is, the guy's wow. like, we already know he's somewhat, somewhat racist white guy. So he puts like the headgear on. He has a tomahawk in his head. And he's in the octagon. And he starts speaking like, you know, like, you know. Like an old like movie, he's like I look for Cowboy Cerrone, and he's like because and he said after he's like no 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 I didn't mean any offense he goes basically because he's a cowboy he goes I was the Indian he goes you know I was just trying to have fun with this Cowboy's an Indian his name is Cowboy, but then he started doing like the ah stuff and like he was making noise and uh, stuff and I was thinking bro. I was like you know I don't even think this guy's like racist I think he's just a jarhead that doesn't he just he just doesn't like he's just tone deaf. But, you know, and, of course, Mike Perry went to the gym, guys, to to, uh, to Jackson. Uh, he went to, uh, to Camp Jackson, and Cowboy Cerrone was there. And as you know, Lou, 
Cowboy Cerrone said, you know what, they threw me under the bus for this guy because he's younger, basically, and, you know, he had some pretty nasty words about the way the situation went down, and now I see that uh, Mike Perry's a minus 225 favorite in this fight. Wow. Yeah, it's it, it normally, I have a lot to say here, you know, there's anger and hate involved, maybe on more on Perry's part, but uh, traditionally, the way to get to Cerrone uh, is to bully him and yeah. and force the fight upon him. And Perry's that kind of fighter. Um, he Perry, make no mistake about it, is not a mixed martial artist. He's a tough, brawling street fighter that, since he showed up to Jackson Winklejohn, has slowly begun to incorporate skill into his toughness, his grit, and his brawling style. But in no way, shape, or form is he polished or precise in anything that he does. Uh, Cerrone, what you worry about is the fact that he gets bullied. He's not really a 170-pounder. He's got a lot of wear on that tread. And the other thing is, is that in fighting, you, I've seen, and it happened to Sonny Liston, and it's happened to other guys. I go way back to Sonny Liston, but half of what Ali did to Sonny Liston was convince him that he was not of right mind. And I don't think Mike Perry has to do much convincing to anybody for us to think that he isn't of right mind. This guy's only about halfway there. And I think that's <laughs> going to play bad. I think that's going to have a bad effect on Cerrone and I, I couldn't touch this fight because there's no way I have confidence in Cerrone to be able to withstand what Perry's going to give to him. And yet, I can't bet Perry as a favorite of 200, 220 like that. Well said. He, he doesn't have the skill. To, he doesn't have the skill. And you know what it is, too, with Cowboy Cerrone is he's already got the respect. The guy's a warrior. He's been yeah. in wars. He's the type of guy who would fight six times in a year. So now, Cam, if he's fighting and things aren't going his way, he won't dig down deep. Yeah. Like, he won't say, oh, I'm Cowboy Cerrone. I have my reputation on the line here. He won't. He'll think, I'm Cowboy Cerrone. I've got a million fights. I want to go jet skiing next week. I don't want to break my jaw here. Like, he, he has outside interest, Lou, right? Like, he, you know, as fighters get older, you know, I think Cowboy Cerrone is basically fighting for money right now as opposed to prove something. He's basically fighting for money, Lou. And it's a good point that you yeah, raise as far as, like, the bully stuff is concerned. You're right. I remember I was at the fight, and I lost. I took Cowboy against Diaz. And Diaz gave him the finger in the ring and, like, just beat him up. And was like, F you. I could hear him. He was talking smack, and I was in shock. Like, Cowboy Cerrone said nothing back. He didn't swear back. He didn't fight back. Yeah. He just sort of seemed like, whatever, all right. If you want it this bad, you can have it. And, you know, that's not the old cowboy, but fighters change over the years, Lou, as you stated. I remember that fight, and and that's exactly what happened. It's a who's your daddy fight, and that's how Perry's going. Perry knows that. He's, that's how he's going to try and attack it. And could Cerrone hit him with a spinning kick? I hope so, but I sure can't <laughs> bet on it. Yeah, I want to bet on him, too. But, yeah, you guys said it, a lot of wear on the tread. Like he's oh, yeah. Cerrone's awesome, but he's been around for so long. Like the beating you take, it's amazing. These guys, guys, that's why I got so much respect for these guys. Like a normal person getting beat up that much, and and then you come, you train and you come back for more a special breed to to take that kind of punishment. He's that guy. But and, and, I, I, yeah, sorry, Lou. 
No, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, and, and we know that Cerrone just has, his his style is to just take as many fights as he can uh, because yeah. he's a beer drinking, dune buggy slugging, yeah. having fun, right? <laughs> to him, you're right. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And, to him, uh, but to him, I mean, another fight. Thirty-four now. To him, another fight's another like uh, you know SUV could buy. Basically, it's an, it's another yeah. dune buggy. <laughs> you know, it pays for his horses. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Five decisions ready to rage radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All right, let's get one last fight in here uh, with Lou before we get into some NFL football. As I see Lou tweeting about Josh McCown and the New York Jet quarterback uh, situation. But uh, Lou, we've got the Raquel Pennington fight. Tough chick, Raquel Pennington against uh, Duram Dean, uh, the, uh, the, the French kickboxer. What do you any opinion on that fight uh, with Jermaine being a minus one seventy favorite, Lou? I have another one I want to share, but to, to oh, answer the Benavides question, they Borg gave, too. I want to bring up Ray Borg just because that's, that's yeah. canceled. Borg pulled out today. Oh, that, today. that fight is off. Oh, wow. Yes, that that Why? fight is off, and that was probably one of the better. For Borg had some other kind of issue that was not disclosed. Borg was about to fight, and Connor threw the glass and hit him in the eye. Yeah, he he's, had a, he's had a his rough go, and he's got died. a little child. Yeah, his kid yeah, really died. He's got, it, like, it, brain tumors that keep surviving. Here's what, here's are, what they gonna Borg. are they, are they going to compensate him for this, guys? Like, if somebody threw glass at my eye in that no. situation, he have other... Like, so, so, so it's his problem, then. Yeah, Dana didn't that do somebody anything. else threw well, glass. He's going to sue. He's going to sue. He's going to sue. Damn right he money. is. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad yeah. he will. Oh. Meanwhile, uh, all I can say about the young man Borg and his young family is prayers for them, and I hope the little baby comes out as good as he can. Uh, as far as Durandamy and Pennington, let's not forget, Pennington lives up there, trains up there. Durandamy ships in from the Netherlands to fight up in Denver. That could have some effect. But the one I want to draw your attention to is way down on the undercard. Chaz Skelly fights a guy named Bobby Moffat, and, you know, I'm often... On top of the the uh, lab because they do such a good job training me that I get to go there and watch these kids fight. And Bobby Moffat is a U, is a MMA lab product. He just won on Dana Knight's uh, Contender Series and gets this fight. And uh, it looks to me that I have Skelly opening a, a modest one thirty five, and that fight's a pick 'em right now. Let me just say this, and and I say it with pretty much confidence. Skelly has deep uh, experience. He just recently lost to the, the Mississippi mean uh, Jason Knight. But Skelly's a tough Texan, has a lot of experience, going to be a lo- little longer than Moffitt. 
and I firmly believe Skelly should be a favorite in this fight, and he's a pickup. Interesting. I can't disagree. I like your honesty uh, when breaking it down as we're in conversation with Lou from uh, Gamblu.com. So um, let's jump in and uh, talk some NFL football. Lou, I saw you tweeting about Josh McCown, and you said that you feel you have a better understanding of the New York Jets right now with Josh McCown as their quarterback than you did with Sam Darnold. Well, I don't, I don't think I have a better understanding of them, but as far as my power ratings are concerned, normally if you take Aaron Rodgers out, i got to drop the Green Bay Packers eight points to go to the whoever the second-string quarterback is, the young kid from Cleveland. Uh, but when I take Darnold out and I put McCown in, I'm almost going to credit him a point. It's an upgrade. I mean, I agree. They're, they're better, I agree. Yeah, it's an upgrade. Hundred percent. No question. He doesn't throw. He doesn't, uh, so that was about, my only point. McCown's good, guys. Like, remember, Gabe? I've got this guy for a dollar in my fantasy league. Like, he was throwing for consistently over three hundred. He was a warrior. He was good inside the red zone. He took like he he's a like just a true true. NFL veteran that's not, you know what I mean? Like, he'll make an occasional mistake, but he's way better than, like, Darno. You know, Darno will make some plays, but he may, he's thrown some bad interceptions. I, I agree with you guys. A few points. And the line's gone down, guys. It's Jets uh, under a touchdown now, six and a half. And I think that move is wrong and an overreaction, and that was my point by my tweet. And you know what, though? I think also it's a reaction to the fact that uh, it looks like Josh Allen could play. This week, uh, yeah, that that's different mm. for the bill. They, they they need if he plays, that's totally yeah. yeah. Versus Peterman, well, I was that's wondering. another bring bring back the line. I right? was thinking I'd too, be, with Nate Peterman, it wouldn't be seven. Like the the, the books just can't afford to do it anymore. Like <laughs> no, yeah, look, it's going to be Anderson. Yeah, it, I, I'll be willing to bet you each a handshake. Anderson starts. Let's see you right now. Although you're closer, you're closer to Buffalo than me. Uh, Gabe and Cam, I, I you know, but from what I'm reading, it's Anderson. All right. Um, Josh Allen limited in Bill's practice, but is practicing. Derek Anderson still in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. It's a mess, bro. But, yeah, sure is. They might have to. They got. They got to bring in somebody else too. You can't just like they did with, with all the guys. They did. Yeah. They got. They got Matt Barkley too. Yeah, Barkley. Yeah, I, I, I got no problem with McGown. He, he, listen, last year what he did for that team as well as the coach uh, was a, was an unbelievably overachieving job that they'll never get credit for. But I got nothing but respect for the that, yeah, the coach for the Jets who came here from Phoenix, um, uh, Todd Bowles, who I really like, and McCown both. They're both studs. What do you think of the game tomorrow, Lou? We got a hell of a game tomorrow. Uh, with the Carolina Panthers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Finally. I got some feelings on that game. And uh, as we talked last week, Gabe, you you know, I've I've been touting Carolina. I think Carolina is real. I think they're getting better every week as that offense gets acclimated with Norv, his style. He's got all the pieces he had when he was in Dallas. However, uh, you got to look at the spot for them. You know, they, they lost at Washington, and then they came back. They won at Philly, beat Baltimore, smoked Tampa last week. And Tampa last week began a stretch for Carolina. Of, they play three games in the next 11 days because of this Thursday night game in Pittsburgh. 
Uh, if you look at the press early in the week, Cam on Sunday was complaining about the Thursday game. It's a terrible spot for Carolina. Let's also understand that as I try and assess these teams, I mentioned Football Outsiders DVOA, which is a tool I use to measure teams' uh, overall balance. Carolina, while being an extremely balanced team, if there's a chink in their armor, it's that on defense, their pass defense is 20th ranked. That's why they went out and got the safety read. And so now you take a team in a bad spot on a Thursday night on the road, going to Pittsburgh, and what does Pittsburgh do? Throw the ball all over the yard. I, I think it's a good spot for Pittsburgh. Uh, the open, the look-ahead line was six and a half, and now you only got to pay three and a half, maybe three by game time. Uh, uh, I believe in Carolina in the long term, but I believe in Pittsburgh on Thursday night. Yeah, Carolina, you're right, uh, uh, Lou. They've consistently been in bad spots, and it's amazing. I thought that spot yeah. against Philadelphia was a horrible spot, and they ended up winning. You know, they've been in weird spots all year. Their schedule's been pretty challenging, and here they are with a 6-2 and two record. You raise a good point, Cam Newton. No one likes the Thursday games, yet, you know, here this is from uh, Ben Roethlisberger's uh, weekly radio show. Uh, in Pittsburgh uh, from yesterday. He goes, I'm sure the fans like Thursday night games. They like seeing football as often as they can. Players, not so much. Here we go. It's a short week, especially after a Baltimore game where you're physically beat up. You know, so I think both teams come in with some wounds here. It's an advantage that it is in Pittsburgh. And, you know, I, you know, I wonder about the Le'Veon Bell stuff, if Le'Veon Bell is a distraction for them. Le'Veon Bell just posted a picture of him playing basketball. So he's he's in Pittsburgh, and now he's playing basketball. I don't think he's going to play for the Steelers. I think he's just there. Nope. They're going to meet, and they're going to come up with an agreement that I won't play. You guys don't screw me after the year. Don't tender anything and let me go. And I think that's what they're going to do. But I think it could be a distraction. But I understand your, your theory here. What about the, the – I like the over, and it's gone up to 52 already right now. You're leaning with the Steelers here. You think they're in a good spot. What about the total, Lou? Any opinion on, on, the, on the tempo of the game? Yeah, I, I, I have to think that the thing's going to be more under. And the reason I say that is cause, because Carolina is going to want to run the ball on Pittsburgh and, and possess the ball. I, but i got to tell you, if I make 50 NFL bets, 48 of them are on the side. So I, it's not a real, it's not a strong jumping jack opinion. But I, I would tend to think, especially with these players, after they go through, the normal person couldn't take one hit. And now to turn around on four days, these two teams to play, it, it's going to be tough to, for me to, to think they're going to be able to get all that offense going. But I will say this, uh, if Pittsburgh's got any shot, they're going to have to throw the ball all over the yard. That That's the matchup I'm looking forward to seeing because Carolina's run into the Pittsburgh run D is a pretty even match, and Pittsburgh running game isn't so inept, and Carolina's run D is the stronger of the two sides. It's Carolina's pass defense where they're challenged, and that's where Pittsburgh is strongest. I fully expect Pittsburgh to challenge Carolina in the air all night. North, North Turner's been doing a great job with his Carolina offense. Over the last three games, Carolina's averaged 33 points per game. Two really hot teams coming in here right now. Uh, James Conner, great story. Of course, the kid beat cancer. 
and uh, he's he's racked up 689 yards uh, over the last four games. 689 yards. Um, hundred and you know, uh, and and you know, you mentioned earlier, Gabriel, uh, that that the Le'Veon Bell situation could be a distraction. I'll tell you that, in my opinion, I think it's a lightning rod for cohesion for that big, huge, strong offensive line. I'm fully convinced that at this juncture, that offensive line's goal is to make sure James Conner has the greatest season of a Pittsburgh running back in 20 <laughs> years, and it looks like and it looks like he's gonna. You're right, and listen, you know, I forgot when I brought up the Le'Veon Bell stuff that you want to have been through this. Here we are right now. Here, here, we, are, uh, here, here we are at the, at the end of the road where he's got a report this week. But let me ask you, Lou, and, you know, you, you and I, you know, I, I understood your point. I was just stating, and I wasn't even saying that I agreed with Le'Veon Bell. I was just stating that the modern athlete looks at things differently, Lou. But I do think at this point that it's a negative to have him in the room. As you stated, you know, the old linemen don't like him. You know, there's definitely a resentment there. Um, Bell's only back for business right now, so it's, it's clear that he has no passion for the Pittsburgh Steelers or really cares at this point in time. Connor's killing it right now, and I'm sure there's a couple of guys in the room. Like, I know Antonio Brown is on Bell's side. And, you know, there's a few guys you're going to think it's crazy that you wouldn't want Bell back. But, quite frankly, I, you know, I don't know if it's worth it for them. And, as I stated, I know a lot of people aren't expecting this, but I've heard this, but, you know, I've, I've been following the situation closely, and it's come up, basically, that Pittsburgh don't, doesn't really even want him in the room now at this point in nope. time. And Le'Veon Bell doesn't want to play. So they're going to make an agreement, a little handshake, wink, wink agreement. I won't report. You don't pay me. Fine. Don't screw with me when the year's over. Don't tender so I get my year of free agency. Let me go. Right now, it's basically making a mockery of of the, the CBA and everything. But if they both sort of wink-wink on this, they can do this. And, you know, I, we talked about this in the morning show today. I think Le'Veon Bell can trust the Rooney's word. If the Rooney's give him a handshake agreement, then we're not going to screw with you at the end of the year. But... Um, what do you think, Lou? I mean, would you want him back in that room? I don't think they do. No. Yeah, you know, no, and, and I think anybody that's ever been in a locker room or a dugout or a huddle knows that it, it's a safe, that's a sacred area, and you don't just get to go in and out of that. And I agree with everything you said. I believe that there's going to be some kind of an arrangement made because I don't, I, I, I'd be surprised if he's allowed in. Um, I, I don't really want to try and predict anything because I'm so flabbergasted at the whole situation. But here's what I worry about because I'm, I'm pro all these young men with their talents. But what this young man is doing, premeditating and trying to control everything so well, I hope it doesn't backfire on him. I hope after really all this time off, and next year he gets it. He gets this big juicy contract. I'm not sure he and will. Lou. Who, who, yeah, I, I, he's hurting himself. But, but who? Let's say they pay him, and they, and, he, and, they, and Houston pays him. And so now what? He's going from the top, 
one of the top three offensive lines and schemes designed exactly for his skills down to Houston or down to uh, 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 Miami where there's no offensive line and there's no identity and he's going to make all this money and get killed. Clearly have it's no about success the money. And, it's about the money. Yeah, well, I guess, I guess it is. I hope it doesn't backfire on the guy. I hope he doesn't get hurt, but I've seen funny things happen. Uh, I, I just I think he's I think he's played it all wrong. Well, you know what I think what but happened, I wish Luke? I wish him well. After all this, he'll go onto the market and he'll be right back where he started. Other teams will be like, Yeah, we don't pay running backs eighteen mil a year. If you want yeah. fifteen, <laughs> sixteen, we'll be glad to exactly. give you a deal. And he'll sort of exactly. get the same sort of ballpark. Why did I do quit? Yeah, and then how do you recoup all the money that you just left on the table sitting around this past year? Thinks, you don't. He, no, you don't. He thinks that he gets an extra year on his body, but it really won't matter because the teams are nope. still only going to box him in with no. the deal that they give him anyways. And bird in the hand, baby, bird yeah. in the hand. Yeah, it's it's a weird. It was a weird process that he did. He didn't handle it properly. It's um, it's it's well. A, you know yeah. what my dad always told me, guys. You never heard of a wise young owl. He'll be he'll be wiser after this when he doesn't have all those millions. Yeah, he's essentially yeah. left fourteen million dollars on the table. He's losing eight hundred fifty a week. That's crazy. Now, Alienated all his brother, all his friends, all his buddies for what? For, for he doesn't know. I'm and just he'll saying. Be booed Careful by what the you wish fans. for. He'll be booed by the fans. Yeah. What if he fumbles? What if any? What if he gets hurt? They're not going to believe that he's really yeah. hurt. And this will surprise you, Lou, and this is what I was talking about, about players, you know what I mean, in the modern NFL, it's sort of an us, you know, some of them, it's us against them. And Marshall Falk, okay, you know, one of the greatest of all time, Hall of Famer, college Hall of Famer, pro football Hall of Famer, he was in our studio last week and was asked about Le'Veon Bell. And what he said would surprise you, Lou, Probably, and he said, if I was Le'Veon Bell, I would show up at the last possible moment, and then I would pull my hamstring in the first practice. And he said, I wouldn't play again after that. And he goes, I know that sounds bad, but he goes, that's what he should do. And he said, that's what I would do. That's coming from Marshall Falk. You know, and so it's basically, wow. like, I, I know. You know, you figure, oh, he should suck it up. That's shocking. this. Marshall yeah. Fox said what he should do is he should show up and pull a hamstring and then not play and get paid for the rest of the year. <laughs> like, wow, Lou. You know what I mean? Like, there, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's, there is people in the league that have this screw the league, screw the teams. It's about money. It's kind of evil. It's not right. But that that's what it is. Well, no, hey, it, it, it is what it is. It's not going to surprise me. Kyle Turley told me for who and for what. That's, that's what he said that players in the room say. I'm not trying for who and for what. I like it. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844 844- 
843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fancy source, 24 hours a day. We got uh, stuck talking about this Pittsburgh situation. Uh, Lou, let's talk about the Chicago Bears. A, uh, an upstart Bears team that uh, really, you know, they were hoping that the new coaching staff would put this team in the right direction, that they'd develop Mitch Trubisky a little bit as uh, as they went along. But everything changed with the, the, the trade of Khalil Mack. And it's amazing a lot of teams will make a splash. Like, look, you know, they, they brought Amari Cooper into Dallas, but it didn't change the, the whole culture of the football team. But bringing Khalil Mack in really just changed everything for the Bears. And we saw the impact that he had even in a loss in the first game of the year. But we saw the impact that he had with the jersey sales in the first couple of days. And just sort of Bear fans suddenly believed again. And it's like George Costanza said, it's not a lie if you believe it. And here, the, here, the, here are the Bears right now in playoff contention. Yet, I think they're a little bit overvalued, especially coming off that win against the Buffalo Bills last week in Buffalo, now laying six and a half to the Lions. I'm leaning with the Lions here. Uh, we'll start with Lou and then we'll throw it over to Cam. What do you make of the, the point spread at six and a half with the Bears here, Lou? It's three and a half points too high. It's also three and a half points higher than the look-ahead line, and you got the double whammy of recency hitting you here. Oh, boy, do those Bears look good, and holy smokes, is Detroit terrible getting smoked at home by Seattle like they did. Uh, oh, wait, so it's, uh, Detroit last week, uh, at they got smoked. Yeah, two but weeks I, ago, Seattle. Yeah, yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota. yeah. yeah so they've, they've, looked, they've looked poor. They got a double whammy. This is the second back road game in a row for them. Nothing looks correct, except these are division teams, and beware young upstart teams, especially teams like Chicago that get a lot of love from the public, and they're betting Chicago so far this week like they know the final score. I'm, I'm tracking uh, heavy heavy ticket amounts on the, on the Chicago side. 84% of the parlays thus far have been played on Chicago. Uh, that that's always a good recipe for me, and I am seeing some sevens. So uh, I'd say be patient on this game. Take the value with Detroit in a division game that looks to me to be a three-point game. I think Chicago. I think Chicago has everything. I'm not sure Chicago has the right quarterback. We'll see. I think I think Stafford's also been looking really poor, and he's due to bust out of it. And Chicago Bear defensive backfield is where you can beat them, and I'm not sure Khalil Mack is in the game this week. I'm with you. I uh, gave by two games circled already that I bet, and uh, yeah, Lou, I got seven on the Lions, and I I, I already pressed. I'm not sure if I'm going to get any more than that, guys. I totally agree. The game against Seattle at home was pathetic. And also, if you look at Chicago, too, they didn't play exceptionally great against the Bills. Nate Peterman had two pick sixes in that game. Buffalo actually was driving on a, on a play game. You know, the big fumble, it changed the whole game. They were hanging around for a really long time. I think this is a crazy line at six and a half. 
divisional game. I love the Lions. That's one of the games I have circled, guys. I think they can win the game outright. I'll definitely take the points. And the other game, guys, I'm going to ask your opinion. I know we went to the well game one too often. I can't lie. I was on Cleveland last week. Atlanta looked good in Washington. I'm getting now four and a half. The Browns were battling for a while, but Kansas City's offense was just too much. Atlanta on the road again for another consecutive week. I think uh, old Cleveland Brown at uh, plus four and a half looks good. I don't know your guys' opinion, but the, the, Detroit and Cleveland are, are my pooches so far. Ooh, Cleveland. What do you think, Lou? Uh, well, Atlanta is in the bad spot, but they are getting one of their uh, dynamic defensive linebackers back this week. That said, uh, the look ahead, and I keep referring to the look ahead line, but I am such a contrarian. I want, I, I just try and find where the value is and these overreactions by the public that are, that are motivated and created and sustained by the media are how I try and find a way to grab value and the look ahead line was Atlanta at two and a half now they are given four so I agree with you Cam I, I don't think this is a game I'm looking at but it would have to be Cleveland at home with that good defense at four or nothing all right you want contrarian here's contrarian look last week and I'll admit I've been riding I've been I've been riding Washington quite a bit this year and you know they've been pretty profitable for us I was on the wrong side of that football game yep. last week against the Falcons now, you can't find anybody in the world that wants any, any piece of Washington in this game because of the offensive line injuries, and I get it. You know, you've had multiple guys go down uh, last week, except should the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really be favorites? And it's, you know, what, what about this contrarian play here? I just hate when, when I'm on a team one week and they lose and then you abandon ship. It's like, oh, look what no, happened yeah. last week. I get it. They had injuries. Come back to them. Yeah, but we've seen yep, teams exactly. have injuries, and sometimes the backup is actually better than the starter was. So I think at times we can overreact to injuries, and at times, you know, we don't we don't react enough, and we, we underreact to them. We don't notice them and how important a player can be. Yet it just seems like, you know, all right, Washington season's over. It's done. They got These guys are hurt, and forget about them. No one's like, even considering the Redskins this week. Lou, what's your take on the Redskins-Buccaneer game? Uh, it's similar to yours, and, and I love it when what you just explained happens. You'd have to be, if you were sitting there at a lunch cafeteria with 50 of your best friends and you came in and said, guys, I'm going to bet Washington this week, they'd laugh you out of the cafeteria. Sign me up for Washington then. I love them this week. I make the game a pick, and the look-ahead line last week was a pick. So, What's so dynamically different in a week that now makes Tampa Bay a, a full three-point favorite? It, it, listen, I, I'm just going to take the value. What I'm going to do is hold my breath and see if I can get another half. I doubt it, but I don't think the three is going to go away. And Washington with the field goal, I, Washington can still put up some points. And, yeah, their offensive line is bummed out, but, but the defensive line for – uh, Tampa, I, McCoy's been hobbled all year. That's no stalwart defense down there, and maybe the good elixir for a bad offensive line is a completely 32nd-ranked terrible defense, yep. and that's exactly what Tampa is. 
I love where you're. I don't. I love where you guys are going with that game. It's kind of like the Senators last night. You know, like I had a guy like direct tweet me, say I'm an idiot. They won seven to three, right? Like it's just thing. Don't don't listen to people. Do your thing. And you know what? If if you feel it, you feel it. Let's talk about another uh, game that could be crazy. Everybody's feeling them. The Saints right now. The feel good Saints story. They pick up Des Bryant to add to the arsenal, and now Cincinnati's at home getting five and a half. I find this a very interesting game after an emotional win against the Rams. This team going back on the road. I know they uh, beat Baltimore in a game where, remember, Baltimore hasn't been playing that well, and Tucker missed an extra point that basically this game could have gone to overtime. Now Cincinnati, I know they have injuries at receiver with A.J. Green, but getting five and a half, guys, what do you guys think of this one? I think a lot of people are just going to blindly bet the Saints. Lou? Okay, so, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree here. And so far, they are blindly betting the Saints because this number depending on, you know, kind of where you look. Uh, look ahead was four and a half. It opened four and a half. It's grown to five and a half. The spot is terrible for the Saints. Like you said, Cam, coming off that huge emotional game with the Rams and then Minnesota-Baltimore before on the road. And next week, not only begins a, a series of three games in 11 days for the Saints, but it's against Philadelphia. This is a perfectly sandwiched game. To, for, for New Orleans moving outside into weather, even though there's not much weather, uh, against a Cincinnati team that is solid, competing for the, the AFC North, and is also, is also uh, I think, in a really good spot uh, to win the game. Uh, New Orleans could get slipped up by Cincinnati here, and uh, I think the, the Four or five points is ideal for a team at home. Lou from Gamblue.com with us. And we're on the same page uh, with that football game as well. It's a tricky spot uh, for um, for the New Orleans uh, Saints. No A.J. Green, somewhat of a concern uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, but also this game, it wouldn't surprise me, guys, to see the Saints actually escape with a win. Yes, but not necessarily that's exactly a cover, how right? It- Great call, Morency. I think basically the Saints have like a drive at the end to kick like a game-winning field goal, maybe slip out a one- or two-point win, maybe a heartbreaking loss for Cincy, but not uh, to win by more than five points in that game. That's hence I'm on the Bengals. I'd say, Lou, one of the more challenging games this week is Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Yes. And uh, Jacksonville haven't played up to their, their ability. Yet at some point, you are what your record says you are. It seems like Blake Bortles is Blake Bortles again. And there's some frustration with him. There's frustration with the team around him uh, right now. Meanwhile, Indianapolis doesn't really show what their one-loss record, but I think it's just positive if you're the Colts. I know there's no such thing as moral victories, but I don't think anybody expected the Colts to actually compete for anything this year. To me, if you're the Colts, you get Frank Reich's first year as coach, get through a season where Andrew Luck actually plays an entire year and shows, hey, I get through a year and we can start to look to next year, but... You know the Colts. The Colts do show up on a weekly basis. Like the Colts show up to play. Like they're not mailing it in. Andrew Luck gives them a chance to win against Jacksonville. I would lead with the Colts here. I don't love this game, but what? Where? Where do you think Jacksonville's mind is at right now, Lou? What do you make of this game? Yeah, it, the uh, the key to this game, the way I look at it, because I, I really don't have strong opinions, but I, I know this. I know Jacksonville, for it, for Jacksonville to have anything of what they had last year, 
they have to have Leonard Fournette come back, and it looks like he's coming back this week. And when you saw Devin Cook come back after his hamstring last week, he looked pretty darn spry to me. So what I'm going to look and learn for, look for and learn from is what Fournette's uh, game capability is. Does he play? And if he plays, do they ride him? Because I'm of the opinion that Blake Bortles is a really good quarterback when Leonard Fournette's getting the ball 22, 24 times a game. And that's what this team needs, and they're getting him back. So uh, I, I would be optimistic if I'm on Jacksonville. The look-ahead line was Indy given one. Now that now you got to give the full field goal. Uh, but do I have the Huevos to consider Jacksonville on the road in this spot? No way. Well, guys, what do you guys, uh, let's talk about this one. Guys, the Patriots and Titans, got to give Tennessee, Gabe. We'll give ourselves the Barry Horowitz there. And I was talking to my buddy Vince Vaughn, who actually took Tennessee, hammered them on the money line, too. So I'm glad we were on the right side for that game against Dallas. Now Tennessee, after a good defensive performance, especially in the second half, coming home, getting six and a half against the New England Patriots, who got it done against Aaron Rodgers and company. Hey, they didn't look great earlier. Green Bay, with all those injuries, were actually playing them very, very tough, but... What does New England do? Big plays at the right time to pull away. What do you guys think? I'm kind of looking at the Titans right now. It's hard to get in front of the Patriots, but Tennessee plus six and a half at home, guys. What do you think? Start with you, Lou. Boy, am I. Yeah, I'm, it won't take long. I'm scared to death of this game. I got I got absolutely, you know, it's again, it's another pupil against uh, Belichick and Vrabel, and I think Vrabel's doing a great job, but Tennessee has one way to win. Make it deep conservative in a three-point game and i don't know if you can do that against new england i'll just pass on that game i kind of cam i kind of think it's a letdown for the titans or at least a tough spot coming yeah. off the road monday night win like that i just don't it trust is, the it plus it's a short week me. too yeah. very they, tough they, they always yeah. screw me um the seahawks and the rams interesting game lou is the rams lose last week I'm going to be talking with Mark Lawrence a little bit later on tonight on Sports Rage Against the Machine, and we're going to talk about the bubble burst. And, you know, we see, we see bubble burst in college football. Oftentimes teams will aggress after NFL as well. It all depends when your bubble burst. But Rams lose the game last week. Now they're laying double-digit points to the Seattle Seahawks. What's your take on this one? Yeah, and who's up next for the Rams? Oh, that's Kansas City. Yeah. I'll take Seattle in 10 points right now. I think they're better than what they showed last week. I don't think they're quite what they showed against Detroit. But they're a good, solid team, and their defense is good. And as good as the Rams are, uh, I, I, these are division te- teams. They know each other well. And Seahawks have had uh, relatively decent luck against the Rams. Uh, and you're going to give me a full 10. I'll take it. Interestingly enough, guys, take a look at the games at 405 Eastern. Every game is a 10-point spread. Chargers on the road favored by 10 over Oakland. Green Bay at home against Miami, 10. And Rams at home to Seattle, 10. Think a lot of those 10-point teasers there, Marenzi, right? You know, everybody, ding, 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 knocking them down to a pickup. Oh, one of those teaser. games is going to screw. Yeah, one of, one of them. One of those games is going to screw people, though. You know it always. You know it know. always happens. Got to pick the right one. Would you? I wouldn't <laughs> trust laying 10 points with the Packers, Lou. Would you? Even against the Dolphins, I don't trust them. I'll tell you guys are going to think I'm stark raving mad, but I think it could be Seattle. Seattle I think, I, I Seattle think Seattle could be the Rams. If, if they, 
Well, I, I think they could. I mean, look if you if you just mark look at what the Rams have had to under undertake. They went three three straight games on the road at Seattle, which was a tough game, at Denver, at San Fran. Then they played Green Bay and and almost got the carpet pulled out from under them. And then went to New Orleans and got bushwhacked. Now they come home. And what do they got to do next week? They got to play Kansas City. But, oh, by the way, that's in Mexico City on a Monday night. So now we're talking about suitcases, Uncle uh, Ernie and Aunt Myrna and how we're going to get plane tickets and everything else. Uh, I, I, I really like the spot for Seattle here. And, again, you, you said it earlier, like, like New Orleans can come back and kick a late field goal against Cincinnati. That's how I got this Rams-Seattle game. Lou? Gamblue.com, Lou. Let people know the best way to contact you and uh, so they can get your packages and uh, check out all your winning selections. Absolutely. Gamblue.com is my webpage. It's, all, it's free and open to everybody. You can just surf around. All the blogs have all the picks free and available there. Uh, Lou at Gamblue.com is my email. And believe it or not, uh, Gabe and Cam, I do get a couple <laughs> emails from these. So I'll answer all of them and uh, try and help any, any way I can. And just, uh, again, say thanks to both of you for uh, spending time with me. I love to talk UFC and the NFL, and I'm here anytime you want. Uh, well, we love, uh, we love spending time thanks, with Lou. you as well, Lou. You're, you're the best. Thanks for spending so much time with us and uh, entertaining and uh, educating our listeners right here on the Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network. Great stuff, Lou. Thanks for the time, buddy. Thanks, guys. Good luck. There's Lou from Gamblue.com. Don't forget, if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select uh, hundreds of lines for entries, people like Cam Stewart trying to prop build or tool at mybookie.ag. <laughs> Forgetting ever to create multiple lineups, ditch a hassle at D1 late scratches, avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary cap. Listen, we'll just cut it short. You want to support this station, then you support the sponsors. Yes. Nothing wrong with uh, getting a bonus. Go over to mybookie.ag and a promo code FNTSY upon sign up. Choose your matchups using the prop builder tool. That's mybookie.ag. Promo code FNTSY.